Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I am so honored today because I have Dr. Tamara Beckford with me. And Dr. Beckford is a speaker, wellness expert, coach, and board-certified emergency physician. She is the CEO of You Are Caring Docs and the You Are Caring Society, where she helps busy professional women put their health and wellness first without guilt. A sought-after speaker, Dr. Beckford has appeared on dozens of podcasts and delivered presentations on wellness and self-care. Today, she teaches organizations how to implement self-care programs for employees so they are more productive and have the tools to manage stress. In her spare time, she hosts the Dr. Tamara Beckford Show, where she interviews doctors across the world about self-care, wellness, and all the amazing things they're doing in and outside of medicine. Thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Beckford. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about today's episode. All right. <laughs> I'm excited too. And, you know, we were chatting before and this mm-hmm. is just so my lane as well. Like, so I'm going to be asking lots of questions. <laughs> hey, yes, this is going to be a great, great episode. So everyone tune in, whatever yes. you're doing, tune in. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. Take notes, you might need to. <laughs> But I would love for you to kind of share your journey with us, starting from medical school till now Mm -hmm. and that journey and what that has been like for you. Okay, so my journey um, from medical school, I did medical school in New Jersey. And it's interesting because right now I'm in Houston, Texas. So I'm like in the total opposite part of the world where I was at that time. Um, Medical school, I did it in Newark, New Jersey, and it was a great experience. A wonderful, wonderful medical school. It's now called um, Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School. The name has changed um, since I went there. But the beauty about me attending that medical school is that as a teenager, I used to do summer programs there. So it was full circle when I got accepted to a few different medical schools. And I said, you know what? This one felt like home because I've been going there since 1993. I think I would show up in the halls. And so just being on the other end, it was just like, wow, I am here. So great experience there. And from medical school in Newark, New Jersey, I uh, moved to Philadelphia and that's where I did my training for emergency medicine. So I'm an emergency physician, as we mentioned, and I did my training in Philly. I lived there for three years. And then from there, I moved to Houston, Texas, where I've been now for many, many years. (laughs) Um, While here, um, you know, I've gone through the different gamuts, you know, personal-wise, career-wise, and then now I've I've gone into the entrepreneurship space, and um, I've learned so much about myself throughout this process, as we're talking about mind, talking about body, and even just moving from that mindset of, wow, how can I help others with all that I've learned through this process? So that's where I am right now, in the space of putting forth all the the lessons that I've learned throughout the years, all the, especially from the mistakes that I've, um, you know, gone through and a lot of the mistakes that I thought were mistakes, but there were just tutorial services for where we are right now in life. (laughs) I like that reframe. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So right now, At this um, recording, you know, so when you guys are listening to this many, many years from now, we are still in the pandemic and the pandemic had um, really brought to light a lot um, of growth and it's in the pandemic that I actually birthed my business. So, yeah. Definitely a time to birth it. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. And, you know, you touched on something that I wanted Mm -hmm. to highlight. You know, there's a lot of when we look at mistakes, they can be really be such pivotal moments in our lives or really amazing lessons that we've learned. So what are maybe some of the lessons you've learned, especially starting your business aspect Mm -hmm. that you wish you would have known in the beginning? Oh, okay. So 
number one, start before you're ready. (laughs) Because we stay in the contemplative and pre-contemplative phase of decision-making for far too long. And there's a lot of growth that occurs, but in order for the growth to occur, you have to start the process, right? So a lot of fear um, keeps us from starting the process. And another thing is that you don't have to have it all figured out. Because there's a great chance as you're growing and you're learning more, your passion changes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And with the change in the passion, the direction changes. And you have to be okay with that. But there's no way to get to that phase if you do not start. Mm-hmm. So starting, I think it's very important. Um, you know, like I, I, I use the phrase, just do like Nike do. Just do it. <laughs> Right. If we all just did that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic lesson to learn too, because a lot of times we hold back or pivoting, going from like what we've been doing for years and then switching mm-hmm. gears can be really scary or just the unknown. Yes. What was that experience like for you? So it was, as you mentioned, it was scary and it was um, because the fear is the fear of the unknown. And we know that the fear is the false evidence apparently mm-hmm. real, right? Because yes. <laughs> there was really not that much to worry about. Now, keep in mind my venture in entrepreneurship, I'm still working full time. So I'm still an ER doctor and I'm doing entrepreneurship on the side. But medicine and entrepreneurship, although there are some um, similarities, a lot of times when you are trained to think think one way, you do not recognize that you can use some of those skill set and cross train yourself to think another way. Because the in medicine, our, the way we are taught in an algorithm base, and you don't want to get it wrong. So everything is, let me do as much as possible to not get this wrong. While in entrepreneurship is like, hey, go for it. Test yeah. it out. And you're yeah. like, it's true. <laughs> Test it out. What are you talking about? You know, we still have to sit and do 35 word different processes and different ways that it could go wrong. And, you know, so I had to learn and I'm still learning. Go ahead, mm-hmm. test it, try it out. You never know. And the, the well thought out plan and execution mm-hmm. might not result in not in what you want versus oh my gut kind of tells me this eh, I'm gonna try it and then wow <laughs> it's um you know things work out that way so that I'm still learning um mm-hmm. and I'll say for for those who are in the pre-contemplative and contemplative phase test it out put your foot in the water and then um find your passion and then do it based on your passion you know because even I think whatever in life that you're going to do, you have to do it based on your deep passion. Because even when I did medicine um, or I was in medical school, I should say, there are days when it's just super challenging. And the only thing that's going to keep you there is that passion. Yes. Passion Mm -hmm. is key. It's so key. And I'm curious with being an ER physician, like that's mm-hmm. very stressful in itself. And I know you really focus on self-care and wellness, but mm-hmm. what was that drive to really start your own business on the side and really being able to help organizations and build from there? I know you do a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. if you could kind of share with us what that initial thought and action was to build. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the initial thought came about as we said, um, a lot of this portion was birthed during the pandemic and really in the height of the pandemic, I started to look around and I felt so much different than my colleagues and that I was thriving. I felt good. And it's not it's not politically correct to say that you feel good during a pandemic, especially as an ER doctor. So as an aside, I didn't feel good about the pandemic happening. I didn't feel good about people, you know, dying, people feeling sick, or people really having a lot of loss and grief and um, these other medical um, symptoms. What I felt good about was just the way that I was able to handle this portion of my life. Is this is the portion that no physician alive has ever been through. 
we've no one alive has been through a pandemic we have read about it but the spanish flu which was the last one like there are no physicians alive who has been through it that can give us a blueprint as to how to go through that process so when i started to recognize like wow this feeling that i have where i'm feeling you know motivated to go to work i am motivated to, to do my business and i am having this high passion i'm like wow what is it that made me feel this way? And I started to look at the activities that I was doing and realized like, this is self-care. Like, that's why I'm feeling this way. And I looked at my colleagues and I saw the opposite in some respects. So not all the activities. So the activities with the mind, the body, the, the spirit, the alignment of all of that, like they were missing some of that. And what was entering was fear, anxiety, doubt. And so there was such a huge shift with that mind. Yeah. And in return, we presented ourselves differently. So they became more um, burnt out while I am feeling energized. Mm -hmm. And so I recognize that there has to be something to this. So what if, what if I can use the same experience that I have to help others? Because people are feeling burnt out and demotivated in all aspects of their career. Um, it's not just those who are in the health careers. If you're in education, if you're in the finance industry, um, you know, no matter what industry you're in, you'll feel the same way. And I'm like, well, how can I help to motivate not just our moms, or our individuals, but also those who are working with organizations to like, hey, if we can really jumpstart and get this alignment, then they'll get motivated. And then you'll have the increase in productivity and the retention will increase. You know, therefore the people who are less likely to leave their job because they're just burned out. And I do recognize also that burnout is multifactorial. So it's not like the end all, it's not a panacea, but it's at least an element to help. Mm -hmm. yeah. It absolutely is. Thank you for breaking that down and just mm -hmm. recognizing too that there was such a difference for you seeing how you were thriving and your colleagues were not and mm -hmm. burnout is a very real thing. And I know I've seen it so much in the mental health field as well, Absolutely. but if we are not taking care of ourselves, it is going to show up in so many aspects of our lives. Nice. But I love that you utilize what you were experiencing and saying, Hey, I have a solution to this problem. Mm -hmm. Let me show you. <laughs> and absolutely. <laughs> so when you started to really birth your business during the pandemic, what how was the process like starting to really implement these into organizations, these programs that you've created? So the implementation process, you know, that requires one speaking and and getting there. So once you're speaking and people resonate with what you're going through, then that's when you're able to implement it. It, it um, really starts with the connection. You have to recognize that you understand me. <laughs> you're understanding, oh, I feel like what you're saying, it's as if you know me, it's as if you're in my head. So that's where the connection starts. Like I said, it starts with speaking, it starts with getting in through um, the HR, um, departments, um, conferences that um, these organizations might have. Um, and, and those are some of the gateways into that. And, and then the implementation process occurs afterwards. Absolutely. That's definitely the part of the process. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the connection starts first and just people hearing and resonating with your message. And I think so many more people need to hear the message. And that's why I'm so glad you're on today. And I'm curious with just your practice of being a physician, but also now coaching mm -hmm. and being a health expert, what have been some of the signs you've seen with people really not taking care of themselves? Like, what does that look like on a medical level, but then also in the coaching space too? Okay. So on the medical level, um, someone not taking care of themselves, and this is going more than just beyond that, um, you know, looking at, oh, well, this person is gaining weight or this person has um, done, you know, on the medical level, it really starts a lot on the mental portion mm -hmm. because the habits will start to change 
and um, the interactions will change. The interaction in that there might not be as many interactions, right? Because when someone is not feeling their best, then they're more likely to withdraw, mm-hmm. right? And that's a, so it's a, a the medical aspect of it really starts a, shows up a lot in the psychological and psychiatric portion, the mental health part of it. You know, the there's an increase in either um, activities to that are mind numbing activities to escape your reality. So increase in alcohol, um, there will probably be drug use, um, you know, activities, smoking, um, and then some people use food as a numbing factor um, in order to cope with whatever um, situation is going on within their lives at the time. Um, From that aspect, and in the coaching aspect now, there are certain similarities, the sleep, you know, either increase um, of sleep or decrease in sleeping. Um, You'll also have a dissatisfaction or a feeling of anxiety because there's so much unknown but what is the next step and there's a feeling of longing you know I know and there's a feeling of um, I know that there's more to my life so even within the space when it comes to self-care or their their lack of self-care whenever people hear that they're thinking of you know well the person is no longer um, doing the things that people will expect from the physical and the hygiene, hygienic portion. And yeah, if someone has stopped brushing their teeth, stopped doing their hair, wearing clothes that like, you know, they're, they're just not really putting themselves together, wearing dirty clothes, and you just don't really care. Yeah, that's in the mental aspect. And that's depression. But self care doesn't necessarily mean that if someone did not initially like to go to the salon initially like going getting spa treatments and and they're not doing that now that that they're depressed no their self-care portion is whatever makes them feel their best so from the coaching standpoint you're pulling that out of someone right so what is it that makes you feel you what is it that you used to do when you were younger that you just forgot about you know, when you're, when you would close your eyes, like, where is it that you would see yourself? And so that, those are the aspects that um, are made to pull out from someone through coaching. And then they recognize, like, that's my self-care because that's where I'm looking towards that. Like I used to love to read, but I haven't read anything other than my medical books, but I used to love romance. Like a, a quick romance book, you know, brings you into the, and then the, the emotions and the, the, the mm-hmm. different hormones that are released and you're just feeling so much better about yourself. Yeah. So that's in the, the aspect of self-care in the coaching aspect, as opposed to like in self-care in the medical aspect. Yes, the cholesterol and all that. Yes, that's part of it. But mm-hmm. we really look at, I especially look at the person as a whole. And it's a mm-hmm. psychosocial aspect that I go on. And that's so good to hear too, because I know a lot of different types of doctors as well, but I love that you really spend the time with your patients of understanding Mm -hmm. what's going on to look from it from a holistic point of view. Mm Because I know even when I was practicing therapy, my clients, it was, I would always rule out anything medically, like go to the physician, go to your primary, make sure Mm -hmm. everything is good to make sure it wasn't anything psychological. Then if it was, we could work from there, but I love speaking that approach. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's so many aspects, right? So from the medical standpoint like someone's coming in and you're they're like oh you know they're so depressed from the psychological standpoint but is it that they're so depressed or they're just their thyroid levels are just almost non-existent right <laughs> That's yeah the medical aspect <laughs> And yeah. then you fix that and it's just like, oh, I'm not depressed. I just need thyroid hormone. Right. <laughs> just sweet, simple like tweaks that could happen. But Absolutely. I think it's important looking at it from a holistic. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> but I'm curious what, because I know you've been working with clients for a while now. Do you have one or two success stories of clients you could share with us today, what it looks like with your coaching? So somebody else watching might be able to get some information, but also might be able to hire you too. Absolutely. Okay. So one of my favorites is, um, so I have a client and, you know, she came in 
we're talking and it's just like, I want to improve my sleep. You know, I'm sleeping on the couch at the end of my day and I need to go upstairs and sleep in my bed. I said, okay. So as we're working together, we realize, yeah, sleep, there's a, an aspect of um, what's going on is sleep, but then there's also a little dissatisfaction in the job. So there was a lot of escapism going on in that downstairs, you know, this is my routine for me. And this is a, um, a person who is a non-traditional student and she's actually a physician herself. And, you know, when she raised her kids, that was her me time in that spot, right? Mm -hmm. The kids are now adults. She's, you know, a physician now, and she still has that attachment to this is my me time in the middle of the night when everyone else was asleep, but I need to go upstairs to bed. And the escapism from being also being in a job in, you know, where she was dissatisfied, she escaped by in front of the TV and on the couch. So, as we continued working together and we started to pull it out and recognizing these things, mm -hmm. she decided, you know what? I'm better than the position that I'm in right now. So set, she set some goals and some of these goals she had before we even met, but then, you know, we started to, to envelop some of these goals. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, I'm gonna apply for a job at the number one company within my field. And, this is what I want. All right, go for it. You know, so she sent out applications and she got the job with the, that number one company, an increase of her salary, $80,000. <laughs> I know. And she moved to that area. Um, she has her inner peace. She's sleeping in her bed. <laughs> She's just relaxed. And, you know, it's just, so now our goal is to move up because I told her, I said that I felt like this was just a step one of five steps that she had within her life, but she's just so at ease. And this is from tense, sleeping on the couch, getting up in the middle of the night, going to bed, and really only getting maybe two hours inside her actual bed and then having to wake up the next day and then start the routine over and over and over yeah. to now. And so, you know, so now, you know, we do it's, it's self-care. So the self-care she did before was yoga, but now we're doing yoga, sleep, which is what she came to me for, to help with. And then now we're moving on to health, to a distant portion of health. She's like, I want to improve my nutrition. And, um, you know, so we just have all of these wonderful plans. But I mean, in the process, who can deny getting, um, move into your number one company in your specialty and getting a raise? I don't think anyone would not want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true too. When you think about just like it's the steps and we talk about that mm -hmm. a lot on here as well. It's those baby steps. They might seem like, okay, it's just sleep, but there are so many aspects that were happening around sleep and mm -hmm. work satisfaction. And that's a huge part of it. Because if you think about how much time we spend in a job or a business, it's yes. a lot of hours more in a yes. business for sure. Absolutely. 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 No, our, our, when we think of our quality of life and, you know, business and work and then family, and then we've just done three out of four quadrants, business, work, family. What about me? Yeah. And then, you know, but putting yourself first, really just think, because our natural tendencies to put ourselves last now after I've completed all of that now I can ooh, take some time to myself but it's just like well if I do my portion first then I'll have the energy to do all of these others and then you know you're always paying yourself first anyway so you're doing that and you're energized and you're motivated because I can't wait until I can get to do my part again and again so I think Such that's helped. <laughs> it's important. And, you know, that's my like tagline, put yourself at the top of the priority list because it's mm -hmm. really filling your cup. And Absolutely. someone like me who's burnt out and a lot of people listening mm -hmm. that have experienced it as well, 
being able to really prioritize ourselves is so key. So I'm curious, what do you do to ensure you're integrating work and life? Because I don't believe it's a full balance. I feel like it's really integrating everything, but yes, I want to hear your take. I love, I love that phrase. I love the way you put it, integrating it. No. So for me, my tinge of self-care is a little bit every day now you know I do it and some people I do it as a routine because my self-care is very personal to me so I know others um you know their self-care might require them doing something big but my self-care requires me doing something small for myself every day so as soon as I wake up Number one, my um, electronic is not, like my phone is not by me. Now, I do have um, an iPad that I use to listen to calming music to go off to sleep. But after I fall asleep, these ears, they fall out and I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) I am gone. But um, when I wake up, I'm very intentional not having the phone by me because when I wake up, I want to go across, pick it up, Mm -hmm. turn the alarm off and start my day. Mm -hmm. Now, before I used to be a snooze queen, five more minutes, five more minutes, five more minutes. But I've been able to really train myself to get up and then I started feeling better. Didn't think that was going to happen. I thought that five more minutes is what I needed. Right. Part two, my next step is that I read for me. I'm very spiritual. So I read my Bible and I'm reading something and I make it personal to me. So if I'm reading um, like one of the plans um, on the, and, I, and I'm using this on the phone, my Bible app. However, I'm not going to my social media. I haven't checked Instagram. I haven't checked Facebook. I haven't checked any emails. I go straight to the Bible app. So I've trained myself to do that. And then whenever, whatever I'm reading, I've more recently, I would just read it, but then more recently I've been putting my name in the verse. Oh, I love it. So the Lord is Tamara's shepherd, she shall not want, or the Lord is my shepherd, Tamara shall not want. It just changes the whole aspect and it becomes mine and it, it enhances the word. Um, after that, then I read a book. So kind of we'll go into this. <laughs> so I read at least 20 or so minutes of um, a book, something inspirational, or if I'm getting ready, um, you know, I'll also, even after that, I'll still listen to an inspirational podcast mm-hmm. and something to just, so what I'm doing for my self-care is I am infusing my mind with positivity every single day I infuse it and I have come to recognize that when I do that I enter into my day and my day is not entering into me so I am responding I am less likely to react to what's going on so if something really devastating occurs it's not going to or what might appear devastating it's not going to affect me as much as uh, how I would have done if I didn't have that solid foundation that I've built up daily, you know? So this is something that I've been doing daily and I'm working and I'm becoming better at it, but it grounds me. And every day I'm more happy than I am unhappy, you know? And if, if, if something happens, it's easier for me to bounce back from it. I can look at it from, for what it is. And then just kind of just, you know, say, okay, well, what am I learning from this process? How am I reacting to this process? How is this going to help me? How is this not going to help me? And then I move on. It's a big difference in Tamara now and Tamara. Tamara uh, five years ago was riddled with anxiety. I can definitely relate how (laughs) what you're saying is so true, at least to me. And I know a lot of my clients Mm -hmm. as well, but people listening as in addition to that, but I think the biggest point that you brought up is like creating that time and space. A lot of times it is, oh, I'll do something big for self-care. I am very similar to you. I'm like, I need to do something every day because nobody wants to see Caroline when she has it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's so funny is that like this process, Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a long time. So, and I was of the fact, and, and I still, when it 
comes to time, like, you know, some people have time blindness. I'm one of those people that have time blindness. And so I work at it. And for those who don't know what time blindness is, if you're like, man, I didn't even realize all this time went away. You have time blindness. (laughs) (laughs) I love the terminology. I haven't heard that. (laughs) Makes sense though. (laughs) Yes. When you're just like, oh, I'm only going to do this for three minutes. And then it's like 45 minutes later. You have time blindness. So I was one of those, or, you know, when it's like, oh, well, I need to, in order for me to do, I have 40 minutes, but in order for me to do anything for my self-care, I don't know if I can incorporate anything in those 40 minutes. I'll have to put it off for another day when I have one hour. And it's like, no, a lot of this, you can do it in 20, 25 minutes. Like when I get up and I'm reading the Bible, the Bible verse, I think it takes five minutes. Reading uh, um, 20 minutes for um, my book on improvement or mindset or anything, that's literally 20 minutes. So we've just done 25 minutes and rolling out of bed. That's another five. So that's really just half an hour. When you're in the shower, However long you end the, the shower, that's your time that you're listening to the podcast. And so you're going about your day and you're still infusing and you're still incorporating self-care and you're still doing it in a way that, Im- that improves you and it reduces anxiety, right? And so there are ways to incorporate it, as you say, in- integrate it into your life. <laughs> it's true. It's my first core pillar of my business because I think it's pivotal of understanding how to create that integration between the two because Mm -hmm. life is happening and work is happening so how do you integrate and versus thinking it has to be this 50 50 balance or you're going to have balance different phases of life seasons it's being Mm -hmm. able to maneuver through that especially working in the er for you i'm sure (laughs) there's different things happening all the time all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean i've only been in the er a few times thankfully (laughs) not always for me, but being able to like understand like how crazy that can be and chaotic, but really grounding yourself. And that's what I'm hearing from you too, is like having your routine is what grounds you to Mm -hmm. get through those stressful moments and not letting it impact your whole entire day. But I feel Mm -hmm. the same way when I know like if I have a little bit of time in the morning, I'm much better person Mm-hmm. Overall, <laughs> I mean, I'm so a good person, but you know. <laughs> yes, no, it, and it's so funny that I was listening to Teresa Wilfoy and she mentioned, I don't know who she quoted, but she said someone um, said that everyone can, most people, not everyone, most people, oh, like if they, they have, or if they woke up 30 minutes earlier, they would really have time to do a little bit more. And I said, oh man, she's talking about me. <laughs> but she was right there's less stress (laughs) (laughs) it's true and like I know I work with a lot of moms too and it's just Mm -hmm. that extra five to 15 minutes even if it's reading a bible verse or just being Mm -hmm. able to do a quick meditation it's just like Mm -hmm. those small bite sizes and just even like what you said in the beginning too with self-care and just our wellness it's focusing on one little thing at a time can help the overall picture if we allow it to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it's a, it's a taking step, taking a step back and recognizing what out of this can I work on right now that would make me feel better. And it's not trying to climb the mountain mm-hmm. immediately. It's really just taking one step. And just saying, wow, look at this. I'm just taking a step forward. And you can look back and see where you came from and like, wow, I did that. And I did that for me. Yes. Because it's progress. It's not, as long as you're moving forward, that's half the battle. Because you can stay stuck or you can make a change. And it's a small tweak. (laughs) It's a small tweak. And I mean, for those who are in the depths and you just feel like this is just not possible, Mm -hmm. it really is. It's, you know, and there are different ways that you can find it. And I'm not going to be one that's like, oh, put your phone down, social media. (laughs) But I mean, if you really, if you want to be able to like, you know, sometimes I just need to clear my mind. And sometimes I'll look at those funny dog videos and just like, okay, so that really helped to clear my mind. But then I have to set a limit right? Because you recognize how everything is incorporated into your daily life. Now, I want to clear my mind, I'll set 10 minutes and look at that video. But if I want to also improve 
my mind, I'll set that, but then I know that, okay, after that, I want to read something that's going to improve my mind or listen to something that's going to help to improve my mind. And so I'm, I make it more intentional. And then you find ways throughout your day, because it's not until you look, because people are spending like, what, seven hours or so on like social media, probably per day without even realizing it. You can just find little ways to incorporate something for you. Oh, I love that. And it really is about being able to incorporate it and no matter how small it is, but I love also too, it's watching a funny video, but then listening to something inspiration, like Mm -hmm. the intentionality, I think really can go a long way and it will help your mental health overall too. It's not going to fix everything and nothing fixes anything. It's Mm -hmm. just taking those small steps and strides towards being a better you, feeling better from the inside out. And that's what I'm hearing from you throughout Absolutely. this whole conversation. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that, that, that is correct. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I support it. Um, if you could give... <laughs> that's what it's about. Community over everything. Um, but if you could give people listening to that are on the entrepreneurial journey, whether they're just starting or in the midst of it, What are maybe two or three tips you could leave us with today that would really be helpful for them and you wish you knew when you started? (laughs) Okay, so one, we already did this, you know, start before you're ready. But one big tip Mm -hmm. is find community. Yes, this is very important. You know, you'll often hear that the entrepreneur journey is very lonesome. Mm -hmm. And it can be if you're doing it by yourself. One of the things about someone who steps into the entrepreneurial space is you are very creative and you have tons of ideas and there's nothing worse than having tons of ideas and not having anyone to tell them like, listen, (laughs) and, but when you're in a community of others who are just as motivated and they're driven as you are in order to accomplish this thing called um, business, which is really service driven, you know, service, business is service. And the gift that we get back is the payment for the services that we provide. So when you're in the community with someone else who thinks that way, it helps you to propel forward. Because as with anything in life, nothing is steady upward or steady downward. You're going to have some undulating portions. So when you're at your low, your community will pull you up right? Yes. And to, and when you feel confused and you're unsure of your next step, there's someone in the community who has been through that process and can help to bring clarity. And most importantly, you can do the same for others. Yeah. Because most people in entrepreneurship, we're kind. We're kind of like, oh, let me show you because half the people don't think like us and they think we're crazy. So I say, find your fellow crazies <laughs> in entrepreneurship <laughs> and you'll, you'll be in a great space. Um, the next step too is part of that, which is you're not expected to know everything. Yeah. And I know that that's challenging because... Yeah. We, I think as human beings, especially if you've been, if you're a human has gone through a lot of traditional training, you're always tested and, you know, you did very well Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, so your mind has been programmed to think that way. Well, I've tested and I did very well. So I don't understand why these people don't have a, like, you know, why are they so haphazard? Like, you know, where is the regimen and it's like you don't need a regimen right and um others who have not probably gone through the traditional um schooling one of the things that they are probably better at than you are is thinking strategically because that's just a part of their technique in looking at the world so they might have that naturally and then have worked at it while you are having to do it book wise like okay so it's okay 
that's the great thing about entrepreneurship. You exchange ideas and you learn from each other. So that person who's great at thinking strategically, you might be great at thinking tactically. You come together and that's how you work and you amplify each other. And the best way to do that is in that community. Those are beautiful. And I think that's just what a lot of individuals do strive for, creating the community because it, mm-hmm. it can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be. And Absolutely. just being able to network like amazing individuals like yourself and being able to have a community where you know, okay, I could call so-and-so and they will be able to ba- listen to me and brainstorm mm-hmm. with me or yes. having that strategic aspect is so key, especially if you don't come from a background of business, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs that like have that spirit right away. Like I didn't have yes. that spirit. I know some mm-hmm. people that don't, <laughs> but Absolutely. you know, it depends on where you're at too, but just knowing that it is such a beautiful community if you allow it to be. And that's what I'm hearing from you as well. Oh yes, absolutely. Once you're around others, I think it makes the journey so much more pleasant. And then you, <laughs> it's, and, and, and unfortunately or fortunately depends on how you look at it. It's a great escapism because you're into this wonderful world that if this especially if it's new to you you're gonna you're gonna love it if you find the right community you'll absolutely love it (laughs) yes finding your your people (laughs) that's key (laughs) um but dr beckford i've been having so much fun with you today Mm -hmm. um we're gonna jump in the rapid fire questions if you're ready for them all right So the first question is, who is your hero? My hero is my dad. Um, I said my parents, I guess we could collectively. Um, In that, you know, they, I am an immigrant. Um, You know, I'm here. My parents made that decision um, to leave their country, to come to the United States. You know, it's a typical immigrant story to improve upon their lives. I moved to the United States at the age of 11 and um, to just watch and see all they've accomplished and the phase of life where my parents are right now, they're retired and they're just living their best life. And it's just beautiful to see where we started and where we are right now. It's a beautiful journey. And that journey came with a lot of hard work, a lot of determination, a lot of faith. And, and therefore, you know, that's what I try to emulate within myself in order to motivate me to continue passing on the baton. So, yeah. What a beautiful journey too. And I think Mm -hmm. I just have so much appreciation for stories of immigrants and just the experiences that I've heard. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's incredible what your parents have been able to retire and what you've been able to accomplish. So it's a testament to them as well. Absolutely. (laughs) And what motivates you to work smarter? Learning. Learning, you know, I never thought I'd say that just lifelong learning in medicine, we were like, you're a lifelong learner and you've been, you've been taught this throughout, but learning really helps me motivated to work smarter. And I say this in that once I figure out a better way, then I want to incorporate it. And I'm one of those people who's a thinker. And so I want to constantly learn. And if I see someone else doing it, I want to learn from them. If they recommend a book, I want to learn from that book. So so learning is one of the things that makes me want to work smarter. Why? Because to reach the goal faster, you want wants to do it smarter. That is true. I know. I feel like it's always learning, always growing and just, especially in this journey. And it's all about that medicine too, but no, 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 it really (laughs) is because it's such a change. It's a change in the mindset. So you have to learn. And I, and you have to recognize that you, if you're moved from one industry to another, you know, you should just recognize where you are, that you're starting and then just be open-minded to learn. Exactly. We all have to start somewhere. Absolutely. (laughs) And if you were a superhero, what would be your powers or power? Mm, Superhero. Okay. So my superhero power is uh, probably clarity. You know, Mm. so yeah. So wow. Now you're now now I'm really getting into my imagination. So I can zap you. So, you know, because then it'll be a zap and then you'll have clarity. And you're like, oh, well, this is what I need probably need to do it. Yes. Now fly off with my cape. 
Yes. And I'll go find another person that needs clarity. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that one so much. Because, you know, especially like sometimes you have this idea and you're just like, I just need a little more clarity. clarity on it. And there you come. <laughs> Zapping away. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> oh man. So if you were to share a meal with any four individuals, living or dead, who would they be? Okay. So Oprah, hello. Hello, okay. Miss Winfrey. Just letting you know. And um former first lady, um, Michelle Obama. Just letting you know. Um, clear your calendars. <laughs> just letting you know when just you watch you know. this. <laughs> calendar I'm available um so that's to um who else I would say um Nelson Mandela also mm -hmm. and uh, the fourth the fourth person would be my grandfather I've been thinking about him a lot I didn't get to really know him because he died when I was younger and so it would be good to for the um, ancestral portion and understanding where you're coming from to order to understand where you're going, mm -hmm. I would love to have, you know, to have a meal with him and to just hear his thoughts on rearing children, his thoughts on, he also did entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. but unfortunately he lost it all. So, you know, what were the lessons that you've learned? What are some of the things, the pitfalls? You know, what are some of the ways that you think that I can improve upon what I'm doing and, you know, to try to ensure longevity in this process? So, yeah, that'd be my fourth. It sounds like a very powerful table happening oh, right yes. there. <laughs> it is a powerful table. So if anyone else wants, you can make some reservation. We can always extend to the table. <laughs> I definitely want to join that one. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> And what is the phone app that you use the most? The phone, other my Bible app gets used every day. <laughs> and the other app that um, that we have not talked about um, that I use more most frequently, um, I think with the, I guess YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, YouTube is one that I that I use every day to get my motivation. So on YouTube and yes, oh my goodness, you're making me realize. So YouTube gets, so YouTube in the morning for motivation mm -hmm. and, um, you know, listen to podcasts. And then at night, YouTube, the same thing for the um, sleep hypnosis mm -hmm. and, you know, taking it down. So wow, YouTube, you guys won. <laughs> See, we're right here, guys. <laughs> there it is. Yes. <laughs> and I know we've talked about a few books, but what is the last book that you've read? So the last book I read, I actually completed it last week. Um, Positive Intelligence. You read mm, that one? I haven't. Yeah. That sounds yeah. So it's really good, especially with the field that we're in, right? So it's Positive, positive Intelligence by um, Shirzad Shaman. So it is a book that um, highlights that we as individuals really only use 20% of our potential and the other 80%, how do we tap into it? And why are we only using 20% of our potential? Because we're there are different aspects of our mind. And the biggest one is the judge. And so we judge ourselves so harshly and then in addition to the judge there are seven saboteurs so we sabotage ourselves from propelling forward so there it's a it's a um theme which um others have written about and with you being that is your field you're very very familiar with it but the um this particular way that it's written um was pretty good because we recognize you know that the thoughts that that are within our heads which are very judgmental to ourselves and to others. And then the different types of saboteurs, like you have the avoidance saboteurs, you have the um, stickler who's the, I have to get it perfectly before I make the step. And then you have the hyperachiever. That's me. <laughs> Where it's like, we need to get this right. And after we've accomplished this, go us. Yes. So... Yeah. So it gives us little techniques, of course, on how to um, work on 
to beat in your saboteur. So that it, it really is another um, book that helps you to live a harmonious life and to be yeah. in the present and to really enjoy the present and not let the saboteurs take over, especially if you're you're planning on doing an activity. Because like with us being hyper achievers, if we become afraid to do something, a lot of it is because our, we don't want to fail at it because we're hyper achievers. And if we fail, you know, the rhetoric in our mind just starts going on and on. So it gives you a technique on how to break that negative rhetoric and go into what he considers the same age portion where you're just like you know how do I keep everything quiet the noise and go into my sage which is the calm portion and still proceed so it was really good oh definitely need to move that on the list on the top (laughs) (laughs) it sounds so fascinating um just good knowledge to know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what is your favorite way to spend a day off when you're not working in the ER not coaching speaking what are you doing with the kids okay so I have been inducted as a soccer mom though I just started my kids are three and five and they started soccer three weeks ago so now I'm a soccer mom so it's just like now (laughs) it's fun watching them and they just look like a pair because this is their first time playing and all the three-year-olds and the four-year-olds and five-year-olds and they look like ants just running towards this one thing and it's just so fun watching them on the side so that's what I like doing I like really being able to spend and I try to to intentionally um set a day aside where I pour into my kids and um because they bring me a lot of joy and my why Simon Sinek another book I like (laughs) yeah my why (laughs) is really was to be able to spend more time with them and to to make lasting memories. And I have it written down right here in the book right here, to lasting memories with my kids. And so this is, I try to dedicate one day a week to definitely do that. That's so important. And I'm glad you brought that up too. Of just again, it goes back to the being intentional of mm-hmm. where our time goes and having that awareness of where the time is going as well and being mm-hmm. able to utilize it the best way possible. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so where can people find you, hire you? We're gonna link everything below, but if you could let us know too. So you can find me on LinkedIn um, at Tamara Beckford or Dr. Tamara Beckford, T-A-M-A-R-A-B-E-C-K-F-O-R-G for those who are listening. And you can also find me on other social media platforms as Your Karen Docs. That's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S. You can send me um, an email through LinkedIn, or if you want to send me directly, then you can do Dr. Beckford at Your Karen Docs. Um, for coaching um, calls, you can send me a message through LinkedIn. You can do one directly for us to get together and just see if we're a good match, if I'll be able to get you to the goals that you have set for yourself. You know, as coaches, we are really just transporters. We're transporting you from where you are now and transporting into where you want to be in the future. So if my vehicle is a vehicle that looks like it can transport you, then hey, come on on. <laughs> Jump on in. Jump on in. <laughs> We're having a party. So absolutely want to get you to that goal that you have set, you know, and pull out the best you that you have within you. Uh, well, Dr. Beckford, this has been such a pleasure having you on today and just sharing all your tips, all the wisdom, your experience, and really helping busy professionals really help themselves to understand how important self-care is, wellness, and just the holistic approach. So I so appreciate you being on today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I really had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise. So make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Dr. Beckford? I'm sure she would love to see your your comments. um, And I'm sure she would love to respond if you write the comment. Um, But we will see you on the next video.